Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Welcome into another edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. I'm Martin Weiss, joined by the Swifty himself, the big fan of the officials. I know that you were watching that Sunday night game with uh, yellow flags littered across your living room, Mark Gunnels. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about you? <laughs> I'm not doing as well as you are. You must be living right because Patrick Mahomes and Scrambles on what, what was it, third and ten. No, run that back. Let's do third and 22. Run that back. You know, it's just, you know, when you sit there and you watch a game like that, Sunday Night Football, Zach Wilson playing, doing his best Mahomes impersonation, and Mahomes looking more like Zach Wilson than he's ever looked. What are your thoughts in that moment? Uh, My thoughts are, did he party in New York the night before with Taylor Swift and, and Kelsey? Uh, a couple of those throws, like, even when he, before he, he threw it, like, you could just tell, like, he was going to loft it up really soft and then try to squeeze it over somebody's head. And like, bro, like you're looking like Josh Allen right now. You're looking like the bad version of Josh Allen. That's what it reminded me of, Martin, your favorite quarterback. I mean, I, I was wondering if you were going to say it because I saw you tweet. Like, I don't know if Mahomes trusts the wide receiver room. And I was like, maybe he's just playing bad. He's <laughs> not playing well right now. But. Let's get into it real quick. Let's get into the good vibes, the bad vibes, and the ugly vibes. I'm going to go. Where do you want to start? You want to start with the good news or the bad news first? Uh, let's do bad. Let's save good for last. All right. I'm going to go ugly vibes. Yeah. Ugly. Number one, ugly vibes. Right now? Yeah. They're in New Orleans. They're in New Orleans right now. Oh. Derek Carr got hurt. He goes out there and plays anyway. The offense musters a total of nine field goals. And I think, honestly, this is a hot take. I think it was selfish for him to go out there and play. If you can't throw the ball down the field, you probably shouldn't be out there. Same thing with your boy Joe Burrow, which is where the next place where the bad vibes are in Cincinnati because that is the worst team in the AFC North. And it hurts my feelings to say that out loud, seeing as I picked them to go to the Super Bowl or go to the AFC Championship game. Right now, I'm wrong, and we'll continue to be wrong because I don't see <laughs> another gear for this team. I don't see how this team can improve right now. Like I don't see the future, and I don't believe – I never have believed in Zach Taylor as a play caller. It's all been about the Jimmys and the Joes for Cincinnati for me. That stresses me out. The good vibes? The good vibes are in the home of Megan Thee Stallion right now, the Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud is one of them one. They're four to they're about four and a half to one to win the division. Already got a game in hand over Jacksonville, who everybody penciled in as the favorite. They're only getting healthier right now. They they beat they beat the Steelers. T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, Nate Herbig, all of them pass rushers. They have only one starting offensive lineman at the moment. That's what one starting offensive lineman at the moment. And you know what they did? Held them down. It was one of the more impressive wins over the weekend to me. And when you look at all these other rookie quarterbacks or first-year quarterbacks or quarterbacks with question marks, right? C.J. Stroud is not one. 100%, man. That's a pretty good list there. Um, I think you should have moved the Bengals to the ugly department. I think putting them in bad is is being a little too nice. This is the team, like you said, you had going to the AFC Championship game before the year. Team that's been the two straight AFC Championship games. 
And now they're sitting at one and three. The quarterback has a hurt calf. You have Jamar Chase saying he's always effing open. I mean, it is pretty ugly. I would say that's pretty ugly. So uh, they just got stomped 27 to three against the Tennessee Titans. I mean, this is not in a very impressive team at all. They have issues all over the place. The defense doesn't look as good, but it's hard to play high to high level when you're not, your offense isn't sustaining the ball and uh, controlling the clock at all. Uh, you're having three and outs, very vanilla stuff. It, it's it's bad. It's it's No, it's ugly. It's ugly in Cincinnati. Yeah, so that's definitely the ugly vibes of the week. For the bad vibes, a lot of, a lot of good options here, but I think I'm going to say, what about Pittsburgh? Can we talk about Pittsburgh a little bit? Oh, yeah. We can talk about Pittsburgh. So one of the last texts I sent are Giants <laughs> and Steelers unders until further notice. Yeah, you know, a team that people were pretty high on before the year, thought they could be a sneaky uh, team in that division to compete for a, a title there. Um, you know, you got a lot of weapons offensively, at least it looks like it, around paper. And they haven't done anything offensively. And the two games they won, I could argue, they could they should be 0-4. I mean, especially that first game they won against the Cleveland Browns. They had two, what, defensive touchdowns. There was a lot of weird stuff going on in that game. Then the Raiders game, I mean, if Jimmy G was just – Somewhat competent. I mean, they they probably lose that game as well. Uh, Kenny Pickett, they put all their eggs in that basket to be the future face of the quarterback there in Pittsburgh. It's not looking too good, and they're still saying fire Matt Canada as we speak right now on Twitter. I'm sure that hashtag is being tweeted at this very moment still. So, yeah, definitely bad vibes, I think, in Pittsburgh. I think the 2-2 two and two record is definitely not a reflection of how bad they've looked throughout four games. And then good vibes. You know, you went for ugly vibes for your team, the New Orleans Saints. But how about one of your other places you have some allegiance to? The Detroit Lions. Give them some credit. Very good vibes in Detroit. Give them some credit. You know, you were kind of skeptical. Like, eh, it might be the same old Lions. But I think these are not your, your dad's Lions, Martin. I don't think so. You know, they went into Lambeau and just dominated. I mean, that game wasn't even close. The Packers try to make a little run there at the end, but and then now part of the good vibes too. You got Jamal coming back sooner than you thought, right? I promise you, I was on the phone with my buddy who's a Lions fan, <laughs> and I was like, I've never seen the team out of Detroit like this that has had such a good offensive and defensive line. That's the difference. They have they have yeah. trenches. They are stout in the trenches. I yeah. said the one thing the team's really missing is a guy to take the top off. Like they don't have anybody. Who's fast on the outside on the offensive side of the ball? Well, he's on now the way back. Yeah. Now they do. As as for whatever reason, the NFL decided that we're going <laughs> to limit these gambling punishments. <laughs> now Jamison Williams is back in the back in the action, and I was just like, "Wow, that's literally ten minutes before I said they don't have any deep threats." <laughs> Afterwards, Adam Schefter comes across with the Jamison Williams will be back for the line, and yeah. if nothing else, even if he's just somebody who just takes the safety out of the box. That's going to help the line a ton. And, and then how about this? I mean, look at their upcoming schedule. They play the Panthers and the Bucks the next two weeks. Then you got the Ravens and the Raiders. I mean, they could they could rattle off some wins here and create some separation in that NFC North, which is not impressive to say the least. So I think well, the Lions definitely need some respect. And let's talk about uh, who my boy said is the new Lions, the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields comes out and plays his best game as a pro, which includes – I mean, I don't think that's deniable, right? That's his best game as a pro. 
that ended in a game ceiling interception <laughs> and also had a sack fumble that turned into a touchdown for the uh, for the uh, Denver defense. Sean Payton gets his first win. Matt Eberflus is still employed as of 9 o'clock Pacific time, October 3rd. We'll see how long that lasts. Happy Mean Girls, Happy mean Girls Day, by the way. I was going to text you during that game because I remember I was trying to hype up, like, this is so hard to pick, and the Broncos were getting dominated. You you had to be a little worried there for a second. I went in and I bet them live. I said, there's no way. <laughs> I, I, bet, I bet them live a few times. I was like, there's no way. I cannot live in a world where Sean Payton loses to Matt Eberflus. Can't do it. Can't do Justin it. Justin Fields started off like, what, 12 for 12? It was crazy. <laughs> it was insanity. It was insanity. Not quite as insane as, you know, the Eagles are playing with, like, I don't want to say, but playing with fire, whatever. They have not looked dominant to me so far this season. And if Ron Rivera goes for two, I think we're looking at a team with more losses. I agree. I agree. Uh, their schedule has definitely been favorable to this point. It start, it's going to get harder here pretty soon, though. They have a pretty tough back half. Um, I, I I think what we said earlier, I think this doesn't matter when you have two new coordinators. Like, I don't think you could just replace two guys, especially when your head coach is not really known for as an X's and O's guy. He's more of a, what you want to call him, a motivational speaker or a player's coach, right? I never looked at him as a guy that's dissecting the playbook and the scheming things up. So I do think there is something to that. And you're kind of seeing it now, right? Both those guys are having success. I mean, Gannon actually has the Cardinals looking pretty solid. Like they're competing every week. And then the Colts, I mean, they look pretty good too. So maybe both those guys actually were better than we give them credit for. Yeah, I tell you what, I, I texted a source in the league about the Colts just because, like, I love the way that they run their motion, right? And I just texted him, like, yo, Indy's motion is fun. And he texted me back. He said, Shane Steichen is a new Sean McVay. Like, mm. <laughs> well, then, all right. You know, so keep that in mind as you watch. But I also really like the way the Colts have been managing Anthony Richardson. He doesn't throw the ball to the left. That's okay. He doesn't need to yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't quite need to yet. And I would pick them right now to win the South. However, Anthony Richardson from the last four in the last four weeks has only finished or played about two and a half games. That gives me cause for concern. But I think the South is wide open. AFC South is wide open. Yeah, and I didn't think that before the year. I thought it was the Jags and everybody else. I will I will admit that. I was one of those guys. But at this point, I don't see how I could say that with confidence. I still think they're going to win the division, though, but it's going to be a lot closer than I thought. I, I just I – you do, I mean, how many games do you think wins it? Like 10, 9? Maybe 8, 9, around there. 500 team wins it, takes it. I think so. And uh, I know this. If I was sitting with a Houston over 6.5 ticket, I'd feel lovely right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that that went on about six and a half to start the year, and yesterday before the Steelers, or I shouldn't say yesterday, but before the Steelers game, I went and I bet on the Texans plus eleven hundred to win the South. That, that, that's a that was a good value pick by you. That was a good value pick. What where did they rank amongst all the other AFC South teams in the odds? Were they the they same? were they they were the worst odds? Oh, still really? Okay, mm -hmm. 
Okay. And I mean, I still, guess I, I can see that. I can see that. They yeah. still do. They just shortened up a little bit. Like, now it's like four and a half to one. Got you. Okay. It's a good value so, play by Martin Wise there. The other other game I want to talk about is yeah, – you ever seen Breaking Bad? The answer is no, I won't be surprised. You've seen no, a few episodes? I, I, I've seen a few. I've seen a few. Well, there's a scene in which Jesse Pinkman yells, he can't keep getting away with this. Oh, I know who you're going with this one. (laughs) I'm telling you, let's just talk about the secret agent living in California. The secret (laughs) agent, as it is the SoFi Stadium half the time, I'm not talking about the Rams. Sean, I mean, uh, Brandon Staley consistently makes more losing decisions and finds ways to win with them than anybody I know. Yeah, I texted you uh... (laughs) – during that game when it happened, I just texted you Staley, I think. That's all I just sent that's all I sent and you said how does he keep getting away with this? <laughs> this team should be 0-4. Oh my gosh. He would be fired right now if they were 0-4. He actually might not have survived that Vikings game. I'm not so sure if they were 0-3 if he survived that week. But I mean, my gosh. You're playing a rookie quarterback. Your defense is actually pretty playing pretty good. Khalil Mack had what six sacks in that game. Pump the freaking ball! I don't think there's going to touchdown. I don't think they're going eighty yards down the field. I, I don't see it in that situation. <laughs> you, really got, you got a fifth round quarterback. <laughs> you got a guy who has jumped from or is now at the top of the freaking NFL sack leaders in one game. <laughs> And you still go for it on your own 35-yard line. Like, I made this analogy the other day. When I was in college and, you know, the years immediately preceding, there would be people – Uber wasn't nearly as ubiquitous as it is now. Taxi cabs were the thing for real. You had people who would go around and say, like, nah, man, I'm a good drunk driver, right? Because it's like they would go out and have a few drinks and get home and everything would be fine. they go out have a few drinks and get home everything would be fine. Just because that occurs, you know, a few times does not mean you are a good drunk guy. It just means it hasn't caught up to you yet. You keep flipping the coin and you keep pulling up heads. That doesn't mean that tails is not coming, right? That doesn't mean that simply you're impervious to this. No, 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 no. You just haven't happened yet, right? That's what it just hasn't happened yet to Brandon Staley this season. But these decisions are ridiculous. Any other games from last week that you want to touch on? Before we move on, I just want to say one more thing about that, that Staley thing. You know, people say, you got to trust your offense. You got to show that you have belief in them. What about having belief in your defense? Can you imagine if you're on that defense? You're like, damn, bro, you don't think we could stop him from going 80 yards down the field? Like, do you have any belief in us at all? It's three phases <laughs> to football. Like, it, it goes both ways. So, like, people always look at it from the offensive standpoint. Believe in your offense. Well, you should believe in your defense, too, especially when one guy has six sacks. But um, one more game I would like to touch on before we move on. I would say, but can we can we touch on the Giants a little bit? I feel like we got to talk, talk about the Giants. Sorry, Eddie. The only conversation that needs to be had about the New York Giants is bet the under. Until further notice. They can't block. They can't throw. Daniel Jones has looked Dude. Excuse me, Daniel Jones. No, Daniel Jones to me is not has of the list of problems that the Giants have. Daniel Jones is not near number one or two or three. Dude, he got like, to the point where it felt like they were intentionally letting guys through to sack him. 
Like it, it got that bad, bro. Like it was their offensive line is, is a disaster. I know they lost John Michael Smith, the, the starting center, and then Bredesen had to slide over to center, and then it's just it was just all bad. And I know that Daniel Jones is he is far from a perfect quarterback, and I this you will not hear me give him so much rope in general. But like it's plus two because he has this he has this Bambi quality, like a young deer. Like when you see a deer first get up, it can't really walk and it's all gangly. Like that's how Daniel Jones reminds me of football. So when it goes bad, you just want to be like dog, like, why aren't you better? And I get that. But like he had no time to block. They had no run game. He was he was the leading rusher for the yeah. Giants last night. And it's just like they have no blocking to get the ball downfield. They are failing to me at the very instance of football, which is you have to be able to block and you have to be able to rush. And they can't really do either right now. Their pass rush is better than their offensive line, but it's all bad. Yeah, and to the other side, I know we are both on this before the year. The Seattle win the, the West still still have some hope, even though the Niners are looking really good right now. The 49ers are inevitable. They're Thanos. They are yeah. inevitable. The only team in the NFL to score 30 points a game all four games. It's ridiculous. There's and you know what? It's, it's CMC really CMC for MVP. Do you think that's real? As of right now, yeah. I mean, because normally it's a quarterback award, right? But what quarterback is worthy to have MVP right now? What maybe Josh Allen? Maybe. Well, Tua just lost it. Yeah. And, and that Miami Buffalo game, which I was on the I was on the Bills on that one. Just in part, like 70 points, like stop it. That's not happening again. And sure enough, it didn't. It was scored 20. Almost gave up 70. <laughs> It looked like it for a minute, but <laughs> we got to make this one quick. This like so. Let's take a quick break and uh, dive into next week's game. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesar's Palace. All of this can be yours when you bet with Caesar Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code Omaha Full and then place your first bet up to twelve hundred and fifty dollars. If you win, great, you keep those winnings. But if you lose, you get to stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and up only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and the first $10 wager only. Must register with the eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is held as a loss. Bet maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to the account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, call one 800 327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369.
All right, week five is here, man. We're already about a quarter through the season. Let's get into it. I got a five games I think we should highlight this week. And let's start off going to London again. The Jags are staying out there, welcoming the Buffalo Bills. Right now, the Bills are five and a half point favorites. The over-under is at 48 and a half. Where do you lean in this one, Martin? I'm leaning with uh, your own London Jaguar. Oh, really? This is another one. We just did this with Miami and Buffalo just a second ago. I'm going to do it again. The Jags have not been impressive to me, They're, but I do think that they'll be able to move the ball on Buffalo, especially uh, with Tredavious White and his ACL injury. That secondary last year we saw – I mean, that's how DeMar Hamlin got on the field, right? They had a bunch of injuries, and uh, we saw DeMar Hamlin activated again for his first game week four. And so I'm wondering, I'm concerned about that. This And this Bills defense is either, like, the best defensive unit in the AFC or they're going to have a stinker. I'm concerned about the travel as well because it says at Bills, which is really at London. Jaguars yeah. have been in been in London this whole time. Give me the five and a half. Yeah, I think this is a tough spot for the Bills too, considering, like you mentioned, the travel. The Jags are just staying out there. And they played, like I mentioned this last week, they played numerous of games there over the last couple of years. Uh, so I think that does matter. And I think there's a, a part where it's a regression to the mean here where the Bills don't look as good as they did last week. I think the Jags are slowly trending upwards. Their defense looked really good. I know they played Desmond Ritter, so I don't want to put too much stock into that. But at the same time, I do think their offense has left a lot of plays out there. Trevor Lawrence missed some throws. I think he gets into a better rhythm this week. I, I would even sprinkle maybe a little bit on the money line with the Jags here. I really would at plus 205. So I definitely love them with the spread at five and a half. Now let's move on to Pittsburgh, the aforementioned Steelers. They're at home rivalry game. These games always seem to come down to three points. And the spread right now is the Ravens are three and a half point favorites going to Pittsburgh. Over under at 38 and a half. Your classic ugly AFC North low scoring game is what the Vegas is expecting here. I guess I'll start off with this one. This is a tricky one here. You know, the easy one would be like, yeah, Ravens for sure. Three and a half. Steelers don't look too good. I'm I'm a buy-in to Mike Tomlin, man. I think he gets his boys ready up for this game. Coming back home after a stink. Like I say, these games always seem to be three-point games. Like for as long as I can remember, Steelers and Ravens always play 20 to 17. That's like the score is always in my head when they play each other. I, I think you see a similar scenario here. I think the Ravens still probably win, but it's gonna be it's gonna be within three points. So I, I'm taking Pittsburgh with a three and a half. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. As long as that half is right, right there, three and a half. Yeah, I'm leaning with Pittsburgh too. Mike Tomlin is a home divisional dog. Uh spoiler alert, he's incredible against the spread and hell, straight up as well, especially in the AFC North at, at the game in Pittsburgh after they just blew it like that against the Texans. I'm losing by 24 points to a Texans team that, you know, me is high on and that's about it. So no, I'm not, I'm not, not loving it. I, I think too, when you look at a total that's less than 40 and an underdog that's more than three points, that's almost an automatic for me. It's like, they're telling you, they're begging you to take the dog. So I'm taking, I'm, give me Pittsburgh. All right, let's move on here. Your New Orleans Saints are traveling to Foxborough. This is a weird line. Patriots are favorite 
by one and a half over under at 40. <laughs> Where do you go with this one? I go. This is, this is ugly. Channel. This is ugly. <laughs> I go to a different channel. That's where I go with this one. I go this to is a why different I picked channel. this one because this is like a weird line. <laughs> I fl- I flipped this off, which this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, I would definitely flick this game off, but oh, Saints. <sighs> no Christian Gonzalez. No Matt Judon for the for the Patriots defense. I am still going to go ahead and take. God, I said I was going to stop doing this. I said I was going to stop doing this. And you know what? I'm not going to do it this week. Give me the Patriots, man. Give me the Patriots. Bill Belichick took his worst loss in his 29-year coaching career. Mark, that's almost as old as you are. I'm taking I'm taking the Patriots here. And, Mac Jones, if you screw me one more time, you son of a gun. But I just – I. The coaching mismatch has to, is is night and day between Dennis Allen and Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick has forgotten more football than Dennis Allen will ever know. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to have to lean on to. Um, this is a game I'm not putting my money on, so I'm not advising this as a financial uh, strategy for anybody out there, but it's just an intriguing line I feel like we have to talk about. So I'm going to take Patriots reluctantly with the one and a half. Uh, let's move on to Minnesota. My Kansas City Chiefs are traveling to play the Vikings. The Chiefs right now are at minus five, over under at 53. Uh, solid. I actually like the over on this one. That's my favorite play in this one. I think you see a lot of points scored in this game in the dome. Uh, that Vikings defense is not good. They like to the blitz a lot because pretty much have no choice there for Brian Flores because you don't have no talent there. And the Chiefs defense looked a little leaky against Zach Wilson. Now you're having to face Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, Jordan Addison. I think they'll be able to put, put some points up. So that's my favorite play. But I, I do lean the Chiefs covering the five, though. I think they win by a touchdown. I'm done with this Chiefs covering. They, they, this slide down at the two-yard line. That was mad. Nah, I was so sick. I was Kermit so sick. the Frog looking, uh, switching your hips while you walk. Uh, Patrick Mahomes played the worst game of his career and still don't have the nerve to slide in to get the anytime touchdown. No, 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 no. Taking the Vikings to cover. But uh, the Chiefs are going to win this game. They'll win it by a field goal. In the last game, the game of the week, Sunday night football, the Dallas Cowboys traveling to Santa Clara to take on the Niners. Right now the Niners are favored by four, over under at 45 even. I like the Cowboys with the four points, and I think the Cowboys win straight out. I'm taking them on the money line at plus 158. I think this is a perfect spot for the Niners to slip up and take their first L. I I, I, I just think there's a point in time where the Cowboys have to beat this Niners team. Like, right? They knocked them out the playoffs the last two years. Both games were really competitive, came out to the end. I think they really have been targeting this game. And the, the Niners haven't played nobody even close to the caliber of this Dallas Cowboys team. So I like the Cowboys, especially with the spread, but I think they win the game outright as well. Not only that, Cowboys score a defensive touchdown in this game, and Dak Prescott plays well. Ooh, first time this year. You know, first time this year. I like the Cowboys plus three and a half here. I think they would have beat them last year in the playoffs, honestly, if they had a kicker. It's at four. It's at four. Ha- it's at four, actually. It's well, at four. Give me four yeah. then. Even better. Yeah, even but uh well, I think the Cowboys would have won last year if they had, had a kicker. I think you cannot underestimate the uncertainty of Brett Maher 
in that matchup and how that affected the Cowboys' offensive play calling down the stretch of the, like especially in the first half of that game because they were afraid to kick field goals. Uh, they're not afraid to kick field goals now. They kicked like a fifty-something yarder with uh, with whoever this USFL player is. They got kicking them now, Autry or Aussie or whatever his name is. And he, he only he looks like he needs to take three more steps back before he kicks the ball to get real distance. He's like this close to the uh, to the holder, but you know what? He's had success so far this year. I also think this game goes under. And with that, let's take a quick break, and then we'll get into our lemon pepper parlay. Mark, I think we're diametrically opposed in our lemon pepper parlays today. Either one of us hits or the other one hits, but not going to be both. What's yours? <laughs> yeah, so I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals at minus three against the Cardinals. Uh, I know we talked about how bad they've looked, and I just think that they're, they're due, man. Like, I just feel like at some point they have to have one of them games where they look like the Cincinnati Bengals, and I think this would be the one. So I got them covering the three. And I'm pairing that with the over, like I mentioned before, the Chiefs-Vikings at 53. I just think it's going to be a shootout. I think both offenses score high 20s at least. And I got both of those at plus 264. Yeah, I'm I'm going opposite with you. I, I don't see a way. The Cardinals have been playing way too hard to be as disrespected as they have been. This line, I feel like, honestly, if we were just calling spades spades, Cardinals should be favored in this game. Cardinals going to win this game as long as they if, – if if what we've seen in the first four games plays out in game five, Cardinals going to win this game. They're going to win it by two by two scores. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. The Bengals have scored – the Bengals have gone through two different games in which they only kicked the field goal. I get like, it, but you don't think the Bengals are, are going to have a get-right game eventually at some point? That's I what thought it was supposed to be now. It was supposed to be last week, the get-right game. It was supposed to be last week. If you're a team that's good, if you're a team that's going to compete, contend, you don't start the season out one and three, one and four. You get that last game, so you, you have a two and two record or a two and three record or something along those lines. Even a four and five record, I can deal with it if you're up and down and just depending on your schedule. But this – this, I mean, this, you got to really question whether Joe should even be out there. Jamar Chase is like Waffle House. He's always open. I'm just not, I, I, the vibes are, the vibes, like you said, they're very, they're very bad in, in, in Cincinnati land. Joe Burrow is having real trouble beating the robbing the bank allegations. I'm not loving it, but it is what it is. I'm taking the Cardinals on the money line. Either one or two things will happen. Either I'm gonna win my bet, or I, or, or I will be wrong about the Bengals right now and have been right in the preseason. So I think I was wrong all the way along. So give me the Cardinals here on the money line, and going back to the well, and I'm pounding the table. As long as Zach Wilson is a starting quarterback in the NFL, I will continue to bet against him. I'm doing it again. Give me the Broncos on the money line. The Fighting Sean Payton. They don't play a damn lick of defense, but you know what? Unless Zach Wilson turns back into Patrick Mahomes again like he did on Sunday night, it won't matter. Okay. And you that's plus that. that's like uh, plus 332. There you go. Okay. All right. There you have it. And then I um, guess we just wait to see if Taylor Swift shows up to Minnesota or not, right? I'll tell you what. I'm, I am so sick <laughs> and tired of all of this. So much of it. Leave 
You know, the people talk about leave politics out of my sports. Leave entertainment out of my sports. <laughs> there you go, Martin. Get off my lawn. See you guys next week. <laughs>